The Bible Study Podcast, episode 641. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues a study of the book of Galatians with chapter 4. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. As we get into Galatians chapter 4, it's definitely going to sound like Paul is continuing a thought from chapter 3, which he is. And the thought that he was in the middle of when we left chapter 3 was Parison, where he considered the law to be our guardian until the time of Christ. And he used this analogy about being children who had a guardian because they had not yet come of age. And he continues on with chapter 4. What I am saying is that as long as an heir is under age, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate. The heir is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also when we were under age, we were in slavery under the elemental spiritual forces of the world. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive an adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. And let's pause there for a second. Paul is talking about this relationship with God that he intends for the Galatians to have, where our spirit is calling out Abba, literally daddy. Our spirit has this close relationship to God because of what Christ has done that has enabled God to be in communion with us again. And he's saying it's different than when we were under the law in the same way it's different for a child who is living in the same place but as an heir who's underage. And therefore, he doesn't have a lot of say and there are guardians over him. And he's continuing this analogy here of the law as a guardian. The law is a temporary measure until we reach maturity, or in this case, a temporary measure until God's right time, and God's right time when he sent Jesus. And that enables us then to be adoption and and gets into that analogy. And continues on, Formerly, when you did not know God, you were slaves to those who by nature are not God's. But now that you know God, or rather are known by God, how is it that you are turning back to those weak and miserable forces? Do you wish to be enslaved by them all over again? You are observing special days and months and seasons and years. I fear for you that somehow I have wasted my efforts on you. I plead with you, brothers and sisters, become like me, for I became like you." You did me no wrong. As you know, it was because of an illness that I first preached the gospel to you. And even though my illness was a trial to you, you did not treat me with contempt or scorn. Instead, you welcomed me as if I were an angel of God, as if I were Christ Jesus himself. Where then is your blessing of me now? I can testify that if you could have done so, you would have torn out your eyes and given them to me. 
Have I now become your enemy by telling you the truth? I want to pause here for a second. This portion where Paul is talking about that he was there because of an illness and they would have plucked out his eyes. We don't know the details for that. It isn't mentioned in detail in Acts, for instance, which is the narrative account of when Paul was in Galatia, that portion of Turkey, modern Turkey. And because of that, we don't know exactly what the ailment is, but people have thought for some time now that Paul probably had some sort of disease of the eyes, and that's why they were be willing to pluck out their own eyes. And it also goes along with other places in Paul's letter where he talks about, see, I'm writing this with my own hand, how large I'm making the letters. His letters are normally dictated. And so there's some reason to think that maybe that's the case. We don't really know. But we do know that when he came to Galatia, he's saying, I came to you when I was weak. I came to you when I was uh, ill and that you welcomed me. You welcomed me as if I were an angel of God. But he's frustrated with what's going on with the Galatians as they turn back. He's saying that as they turn back to the law, it's sort of like turning back to their former paganism, right? As they're turning back to observing special days and months and seasons and years, that to him is part of where they were before he came. Uh, It's interesting that that is an analogy there for Paul. And then he says, those people are zealous to win you over, but for no good. What they want is to alienate you from us so that you may have zeal for them. It is fine to be zealous, provided the purpose is good, and to be so always, not just when I am with you. My dear children, for whom I am again in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you, how I wish I could be with you now and change my tone, because I am perplexed about you. He's worried about them. He's frustrated with them. He sees them as a spiritual father. He sees them as somebody who is involved in their coming to Jesus, and he is wanting them to get back on track, basically. And he continues on with Hagar and Sarah. Tell me, you who want to be under the law, Are you not aware of what the law says? For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and the other by the free woman. His son by the slave woman was born according to the flesh, but his son by the free woman was born as a result of a divine promise. These things are being taken figuratively. The women represent two covenants. One covenant is from Mount Sinai and bears children who are to be slaves. That is Hagar. Now, Hagar stands for Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present city of Jerusalem because she is in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem that is above is free, and she is our mother. For it is written, Be glad, barren women, you who never bore a child. Shout for joy and cry aloud. You who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband. Now you brothers and sisters, like Isaac, are children of promise. At that time, the son born according to the flesh persecuted the son born by the power of the Spirit. It is the same now. But what does the scripture say? Get rid of the slave woman and her son, for the slave woman's son will never share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. 
Therefore, brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman, but of the free woman. That's rather a lot of words that Paul is saying there. But he's using this analogy of being born under the law versus being born into freedom and being born into promise. So he's using this as talking about covenant, right? And the two different covenants, the covenant of the law, the Old Testament covenant, and then the covenant of the gift of Jesus, the promises that are made in Jesus and through Jesus, the promises that we can be with God because of what Jesus did. And that's that second set of covenants or promises is what covenant means. And so he's saying, just like Abraham had two kids, and for those of you who don't remember that story from the Old Testament, Abraham and Sarah in old age are promised a child, and it doesn't come, and he doesn't come, and he doesn't come, and he doesn't come. And so finally, Sarah says, well, why don't you take my, my handmaiden, why don't you take my slave Hagar and have a child by her? But that was not what God had promised. God had promised a child through Sarah, even though she was extremely old, even though it was well past time when that thing was supposed to be able to happen. So they try and do this shortcut, but that is not God's plan, and that was not the promise. And so he has eventually then two sons, Ishmael by Hagar and Isaac by Sarah, the child of promise. And at some point, Ishmael starts giving Isaac a hard time, and so they send away the slave woman and her child, the child of Abraham, Ishmael, the child who is not the child of promise, the child who they were trying to see if they could sort of force God's hand or move things along, but that wasn't what God intended. God intended to show that he was God in part through this miraculous birth of this woman well past childbearing age. And so the two can't eventually cohabitate. They can't coexist together. They're incompatible. In the same way he's saying these two covenants are incompatible, that the old one with the law has gone away. It was for another time. It was a promise of God also, but it has been superseded by this promise that is delivered through Jesus. And he is saying in the same way that the old covenant and the new are incompatible. And so why are you going back to that which is old? Why are you going back trying to redo what God has done through Jesus and that new covenant, those new set of promises that he has given us? In the same way for us, I think it's easy for us to look back sometimes at the way things were and not keep moving in step with where God is going. And that can be a way of doing the things that the Galatians are doing with Jesus, but also. It's important to have your faith in Jesus, but also you have to be circumcised, is the word that had come to the Galatians, which Paul is refuting. But it, with us, it can be you have to be Christians through Jesus but also, and that but also might be, but you have to be of this political party or you have to be of this particular 
uh, denomination or that you have to have certain behaviors, that you can't be a smoker or that you can't drink or that you can't dance or but also. And we're not saved by the but also. We're saved by Christ. And he's saying, why are you trying to add to this message to fall back into the law? That time has passed. We have freedom. We, Paul will still talk to us about different ways we should behave, but not as a way of salvation. They're not a but also, you have to do this. We're saved by what Christ did and that alone. With that, we'll end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.